Today is Tuesday, December 12th. And each weekday during this Advent season, we'll have a few minutes together to read, listen, and anticipate together the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we say each day, it'll be helpful to have something to write with and write on for our time together. My name is Dale, and I thank you for joining in with me. As we begin, let's take a moment and just ask God to clear our minds of the things we're thinking about right now. What I found to be true, my mind tries to hold on to my to-do lists and tries to help me from forgetting them, so it keeps pulling them to the front of my mind. So if that's true for you, just push pause and write down some of the things you're thinking about so that you can give your mind permission to just be present with God and to focus for the next few minutes that we have together. But to help us focus, let's start with a prayer like this. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Please clear my mind of the things that are filling it. Help me to be present with you so I can hear what you want to say to me today. I'm going to read you a passage from Isaiah 53. It's a striking passage written centuries before Jesus arrived in human form and how the world he came to love reacted to him. So as I read, listen for words or phrases that the Holy Spirit is bringing to the forefront of your mind. Isaiah 53, verses 2 through 4. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet, it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. As I read it once again, listen for words or phrases the Holy Spirit is bringing to your mind. Isaiah 53, 2-4 My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest griefs. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet... It was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. At this time, feel free to push pause and write down some of those words or phrases that the Holy Spirit brought to your mind. Take some time to meditate on those words and ask God why he brought those to mind. Incarnation is the process of becoming seen. To be seen is to allow yourself to be known. And to be known is to risk being loved or not. This is the choice that Jesus made by becoming human to being known by humans. One of the invitations of Advent is to contemplate God being seen, which is to say, incarnation. 
What does it mean for the unseen holy mystery to be seen? And not just seen, to also be touched, loved, held, and known. You might think God in flesh would be the most all-encompassing, attractive being there ever was with no rejection. But the answer to that assumption is a big biblical no. It was even a prophetic precursor to let everyone know that it wasn't going to go down like that. The Son of God would have no special magnetic-like charm to draw us to Him. In his book, Honest Advent, author Scott Erickson writes, What we see in the Chronicles about Jesus' life is that being seen was complicated for Him too. His incarnation was not void of hardship and heartbreak. He was misunderstood by many in his community. His family was skeptical of his new vocation. His cultural spiritual leaders thought he was the spawn of Satan. He even had a friend who sold him out because he stopped believing the hype. If Jesus' incarnation had been fueled by the belief that love is something that must be earned, these failures at earning love through special approval would have been devastating to the spiritual life he was living. But what we see in Jesus is a spirituality that is grounded in the never-ending spring of love that was the source of everything he did. It was the source that enabled him to forgive the haters. It was the source that emboldened him to meet others in their pain. It was the source that ignited him to speak hope to a culture desperate for a new way. It was the source that empowered him to lay down his life for those he loved, which is humanity. May it be known that the giver of life took the same risk we all take daily, to be seen and known as the person we really are. The risk of incarnation is the risk of love. And love risks heartbreak, rejection, and being sold out by your friends, because love is also the source that brings about all the wonderful things in incarnation, like companionship, joy, healing, wholeness, and being seen and known in this world. Take some time to audibly pray to your Father. Invite Him into some of those deep spaces in your life, knowing that He understands. Ask him for his help and counsel that he understands all you're going through. Spend time praising him and thanking him for all that he has done for you. Feel free to push pause as you do this. I'm going to read our scripture today one more time and then close our time in prayer. Isaiah 53, 2-4 my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. 
Father, may this Advent season be filled with your light instead of the darkness of this world. Help me discard my masks and push aside the distractions in order to be authentic and vulnerable before you, my family, my friends, and my neighbors. Father, guide me this Advent season to be an offering of praise to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.